This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Come on! Come on! Hello and welcome to the King of Talk. Back again with you guys for another show. Oh man, I'm so emotionally exhausted. <laughs> so emotionally exhausted after what was oh just yes, just just oh god. Oh just I'm so so happy. Oh, this has been the I'm not gonna swear. This has been the worst season. Just so much has gone against us this year, and my God, just how much have we needed that result? Just, yeah, I'm so emotionally drained. I can't doing the watch along with you. He was asking me questions. I'm sitting there going, I, I just I could not put words together for part of it. And then right at the end of the game, where <laughs> we hit the post, oh, the Gabriel clears off the line. Just everything that I could have hopefully gone our way did <sighs> yeah absolutely brilliant and uh oh man oh mate 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 <laughs> just oh flying fish in the chat let's get them going get them flying we're gonna get through plenty of your comments in the chat box because this is gonna be a fun 30 minutes or so to talk to you guys, get your thoughts, get your feelings, get the likes up on the video, smash the like button, please, guys, because I have gone through so much this season. But I'm ready. I'm so ready to talk about this with you guys for the next 30 minutes because it is going to be so fun talking about this game and just the levels of just <laughs> the irony, the misfortune, the oh, just the red cards, the goals. Yeah, absolutely fantastic stuff. We're going to get your thoughts in the chat box. Tell me, how are you feeling right now? I just want your raw emotion. This is the raw reaction show, so give me your raw reactions in the chat. I feel composed now. I've had my moment. I'm over it. I'm good. Let's, uh, let's crack on. Let's get your thoughts going. Kelly says, when it comes crashing down and it hurt inside, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> 
it came crashing down for Spurs, and that's what we love. Matt G says, smash the like button like Gabriel smashed that clearance. O'Malley says, Arteta was close to putting a jersey on to finish the game himself. He was stressed. Omar says, buzzing. Alexandra Lawson says, 10 for everyone, Tom. Zamir says, Dan, I put him in my lineup. I'm assuming we're talking about someone for your fantasy football team. I had Smith Rowe, who I thought was so unlucky not to get anything from that game, to be honest. I thought it was really unlucky. Um, but I did have Tierney. So Tierney comes in and gets an assist, which I'm appreciative for. Uh, Sarab says, I was shouting on mute because it's late here. Still counts. Yes. <laughs> oh, the, uh, the neighbours will hate me. The neighbours are going to absolutely hate me today because I was so loud during that game. So loud. Ecal says the famous words, trust the damn process, guys. Just see what we're doing. See what we're building. Please see what is happening. See the difference. Arsene Wenger won once in his entire career in a league game against Jose Mourinho. Mikel Arteta comes in and he smashes him out of the park. And I remember hearing from plenty of people wanting Jose Mourinho at Arsenal. And I'm sorry, but you're in the mud. You're in the mud. I'm well aware of our league position. It's not particularly healthy. But you're in the mud, guys. Because this and what we've seen and what we're building here and what we've needed is just results like this. Because against the big sides, the gap has closed. We've become better in these games, more competitive. We have looked like a side that can beat these teams this season. The results against the lesser teams has not been good, but that is something that we can change and sort and deal with much, much easier than our or that our problem was prior to Arteta coming in was the fact that we could not compete against big teams. We could not get into games. We were getting blitzed. We were getting embarrassed. And that today was just another example of where Arsenal are competitive in these fixtures. And not only competitive, we dominated that game. We utterly utterly dominated that match. They had one chance in the entirety of the first half, which they scored. And it was fair play to Lamella because I hate the kid because he's an utter, just a cretinous fool of a footballer. But it was a great finish. Fair play to him. But then he goes and gets sent off beautifully. Um, and I just, just, oh, I love it so much. I just can't get over how much, how happy I am right now. Ed says, little by little, we are seeing what this team looks like in the future. And it's beautiful. Ronit says, results against big sides. Are you sure you're talking? <laughs> very true, Ronit. Very, very true. Jabalani says, I was so nervous. I haven't seen the penalty. I didn't even want to see the replay. Can't wait to rewatch. It was an amazing penalty. You cannot get a more finely struck penalty than one that is low and into the side netting. And that is exactly what Lacazette did. He stepped up. Uh, Ian says, Tom, imagine if our finishing was better. We could, <laughs> if we'd have actually finished those chances, we would have been far and away the better side by miles. Yonit Mack says, that's the Granite Xhaka I thought we signed in 2016. You know when Yonit Mack is praising Granite Xhaka, it's a good day to be an Arsenal fan, that's for sure. The Real Janice says, I didn't see it coming, but I love it. <laughs> TGT game, just enjoy tonight. We absolutely deserve it. Matthew De Souza says, we did everything in our power in the final 10 minutes to get Kane, his usual North London derby goal. Aside from that, Great performance, yeah. I'm not going to lie. We panicked. Like we, we were clinging on for dear life at the end of that game. <laughs> I've never seen a team just claw onto trying to win a game as much as we did. But it was the same shades as we've seen in the in the FA Cup last season that this team back the coach. There is no one that is going to tell me that we have that he's lost the dressing room, that he doesn't have the players backing. That this, I'm sorry, but they are so they are so full of desire and want with what this team is going to produce. And that 
that performance, that display was just, just brilliant. <laughs> really, really brilliant. Hilmi says, ugly win, but against Mourinho, I'll take it all day long. Yannick Max says, wonder what Alba did. Apparently, oh, let's talk. Okay, let's talk about this. Let's let's go from start to finish through the game, getting our thoughts. Abamyang, Abamyang. Turns up late for the North London derby. The most important game on Arsenal's calendar. And Arteta drops him from the lineup because he is late to the game. And it's inexcusable. It, to be to turn up late to the North London derby, and, and there must have been the reason behind it cannot be it cannot be a sentimental thing. It can't be something significant. Otherwise, I can imagine Arteta may have had the leniency to allow it. But you do not turn up to a North London derby late. I'm sorry. And Arteta is completely, completely in his rights to go, sorry, mate. No, I don't care how important you are. I don't care that you're the club captain. I don't care that you're the top scorer. I don't think he's the top scorer. Probably. Um, I think it might even be Lacazette. Lack it's got the most goal contributions. It doesn't matter. The point is, is that you just, you no, no, you, no. <laughs> you turn up late, get on the bench, you loser. Because I don't think you understand what it means to be an Arsenal player. You sign a contract saying that you want to be a legend. Well, legends know what the North, North, the North London derby, <laughs> the North London derby is. They know what it is. And if you don't know what it is, you turn up late. It's just just not good enough. And apparently, as Arsenal Granny says, this wasn't his first time and he had been late previously as well. Ronit says, those last 10 minutes had me aging 10 years. Uh, Vignesh says, my man rested his star player for disciplinary reasons and still won the match. JD uh, says, let me scroll up. Where's JD? Well done, Arteta, for dropping Alba. Rules are rules. No matter who you are, no one else is bigger than the club. Dave Lennon says, I called Pepe. You did. He had a really good, he had a really good uh, performance when he came on. Muzi says, you're not going to believe me, but I broke my TV when Kane, when Kane scored the header. <laughs> I was very close, um, Muzi, uh, and I'm not surprised you got as angry. Hugh was absolutely fuming. <laughs> absolutely fuming. Uh, Sam Trester, also, by the way, Sam, thank you for the kind message in Hughes Watch Along. Really appreciate it, mate. It does not go uh, unnoticed, trust me. Abamyang is the one at fault here. People getting on Arteta when he actually deserves a lot of credit. Big call, right call. Of course, if we don't win this game, I can imagine that the pitchforks would be out en masse. And I was calling for Abamyang to be brought on in the second half because I thought Lacazette was just missing way too many chances. But he stuck with it. He said, I'm not going to listen to this Canton guy. Who is he? I'm going to stick with my boy Lacazette. And he goes and turns up and not only wins the penalty, but he scores it. Speaking of which, that penalty. Was it a penalty? What do you think it was a penalty? Because it's really weird. Now, I think it is a pen because I'm an Arsenal fan, um, firstly. Secondly, uh, I think it's a penalty because he still takes him out in the box. It doesn't matter that he's missed the ball. It's let's be real. He was an absolute horrific <laughs> swipe at the ball that Lacazette completely blazed, and he just takes him out. And it's a clear foul. It's an absolutely clear foul. You can't do that. It's a clear pen, absolutely clear pen. And I saw people still trying, trying to tell me that it isn't for some reason. Apparently, it's not a penalty. I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't know. I just yeah. 
unbelievable. It's just rash, as David says. It's a rash challenge. It's an absolutely rash challenge. Um, MIL says it was a last man tackle, so it should have been a red card. And not only that, but he doesn't go for the ball. He doesn't go for the ball. So because he doesn't go for the ball, it should be a red card. That's what we've been told. If you don't go for the ball, when he doesn't, he goes for Lacazette's feet, it's a red card. So why is it not given? Why is it one rule for one and another rule for us? It's just the way it goes. Once again, be it, we're trying to be absolutely screwed over by the system. It's, I can't understand how they don't come to these conclusions. He's gone nowhere near the ball. He's not gone for the ball. He takes out the player. It's, it just makes absolutely, absolutely no sense whatsoever. Um Ronick says, Arteta has been keeping his faith on Aubameyang for so long, even through his goal drought, but what he gets in his beha this behaviour from Alba, it's atrocious. Method just says, 100% penalty, daft tackle. Uh, Lewis says, Sky said it wasn't because he's lost the ball. If it happens anywhere else on the pitch, would be a free kick as a late challenge. A foul is a foul. You're spot on, mate. If that happens anywhere else, yes, the ball might have gone, but he's taken him out. I, I, it's just anti-Arsenal, classic Classic anti-Arsenal. Alan Crook says uh, he took him out. Blatant penalty. No sleep. Says Lacazette doing Sonogo impressions in this game. He did have a few absolutely fluffed his lines in, in certain areas. Really, really did. Um, Asher says, Tom, we won. It's all good. I know. I know that. I know we've won. I, I just can't get over sometimes the frustration that I have that builds up around the decisions that don't go our way because he should have been sent off and he wasn't because he didn't go for the ball. And how anyone can turn around and say that it's not a penalty Get in the bin. Get in the bin. Get in the bin. Anyway, moving on to the next thing, which, of course, is the penalty itself. Lacazette steps up, takes it perfectly. 2-1. Anyway, I feel like we've gone in a really weird order. We should talk about their goal. What did you think of their goal? Be honest in the chat. It's, you, we've won the game, so you can be honest about it. What did you think of their goal? I thought it was fluky. If, uh, um, it's utterly, utterly, utterly fluky. Um <laughs> I just, I just don't like Lamella. <laughs> I really, really hate Lamella. I can't stand the guy. I really can't stand him. But it, yeah, really, really instinctive and just a one in a million, really. Um, <laughs> and it would happen against us in a game in which we dominate them, like we utterly dominated them all game. And yeah, and then that pops up with that kind of goal, which is just disgusting really was and it, of all people it being him as well just no just no why just why but then he gets sent off how glorious is life how glorious is life that you just <laughs> that he gets sent off anyway um yeah Partey should have boxed it let's talk about Partey because Partey was Partey was not good um I don't know what's going on with him at the moment. I really, really don't know what's going on with Partey right now, but he wasn't good. He wasn't good. My 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 theory is, is that obviously he suffered with these injuries consistently. And, and the thing is, is that when you obviously have, you can't build up like I had a steam, you can't build up a consistent run of games, you can't build up the form, things like that and the performances like that will happen. It's just how it works. Um, and I, the thing is, is I get really frustrated because I know the quality this guy has and that we've seen and he's been so good for us. 
when he played previously, that it, it, it's of course it worries me. Of course it worries me that we see performances like that. But fingers crossed, he can turn things around again. And that that performance, even though it wasn't great, if we'd have lost the game, I would have been really worried about the, the kind of mentality of things. But yeah, that in the end, in the end. I think hopefully he'll, he'll turn things around. I think that obviously I wouldn't be starting him against Olympiacos. I don't think on Thursday. Give him a rest. Just, I know I said about consistent runner games, but I think maybe just take him out of that. Put Sabios. And oh, mate, you know, I think we really need to give Xhaka a rest. Maybe Sabios and then you go into that game on Thursday, but then you start risking things. You don't want to risk things. But I mean, Olympiacos have to score three goals at the Emirates minimum. And that's not counting any goals that we, of course, score. But. Yeah, just <laughs> I just worry a little bit. Just I don't want to see my boy um, dropping his performances at all. Uh, Saralb says Partey is trying a bit too hard at the moment, uh, in my opinion. He takes on too many people. Gianfranco says Jacket is a beast. He's got great mentality. Sam says, "Come on, he wasn't awful." I don't think he was awful. I just don't. In the context of what Partey is to me, which is a world class centre midfielder. It wasn't the best of his performances. That's that's kind of where I I look at that. Gary says Partey was knackered in the last twenty minutes. Most of his mistakes were then, which is a very fair point. Paul says I thought Partey had a good game, but he's acknowledged that he's not a hundred percent fit at the moment. David says Tom, what about hanging on to uh, Martin? I think he is going to get better. Let's talk about our Norwegian legend. <laughs> I mean, it was so funny in the chat because we were getting so much stick about Thomas Partey being nutmegged and then Odegaard pops up and nutmegs and not only nutmegs Alderweireld, but he gets the deflection through his legs to score. <laughs> yeah, just, oh, just just brilliant. Really, really brilliant. Um, and his movement was great. His play was great. His passing was great. His creation was great. And I said in the preview show that I wanted Smith-Rowe and Erdegaard playing together because I think it works. I really think they've got kind of this connection, this fluidity in the movement, and it makes so much sense. And I think that Smith-Rowe combines real, really well with Kieran Tierney on the left-hand side. And the amount of people that tell me that Smith-Rowe can't play away from that number 10 position, you're, you're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> you're just wrong. <laughs> like He can play there, and he can play in that position, and they just performed so well in tandem with each other. Now, there's one other guy that we need to talk about because I've just seen him pop up in the chat. Uh, <laughs> um, Kian says, do it, Tom. And I know he's referencing something else, but Kian, I know who you would have wanted to start this game. But there was a little Portuguese just wonder boy that is Cedric. <laughs> he was... Excellent. Cedric is our saviour. Cedric was so good on the ball and he just took on Spurs players. The little step overs, the turn away, they're not worrying about the, the, the keeping the possession, the passing, running up down the right-hand flank. Oh, just, oh, it was so good to see Cedric just do all of that. It was great. Absolutely wonderful. Um, and now that, that picture behind me, that was a very, very fun North London derby. And uh, not only that, but I got to wear the old uh, Thierry Henry t-shirt as well, <laughs> which was a, a Christmas present from my other half's parents, um, which is, you know, they know me. They know me. You can't say they don't. Let's get your thoughts on Cedric in the chat. Uh, Daniel Roberts says Cedric deserves an emoji. Yeah, I'm gonna, I really am going to get to 
to chase them up on that because I've been saying about it for weeks and it's just not getting done. Uh, Cedric makes Pepe look better, says Dev. Dario G says, give us Cedric emoji. <laughs> okay, look, right, I'm going to message the guy straight after this. I'm going to press him about it because I can't let this not go on. I need some ideas, though. I'm feeling like I'm feeling the Jesus thing. I'm feeling like when he was the <laughs> when we put the Cedric's head onto Jesus. That was quite funny. We may have to do something in that sense. Something holy. Uh, maybe after a halo. I mean, yeah, just <laughs> something's going to have to be done for Cedric. It's going to have to happen. Um, Kobo Lee Ray says Pepe and William were not helpful. To be polite, I disagree, Kobo. I thought Pepe did really well when he came on. I thought Pepe's part. How can you say Pepe wasn't helpful? The pass into Lacazette won us the penalty. It's agendas, agendas flying about all over the place. I don't understand it. Porky Porks, not forgetting Bellerin had one of his best performances in Arsenal Shell Thursday. Yeah, very, very true. It's becoming a great headache for Arteta. Dev G just says Martinelli needs to play. He will take our attack to another level. I don't agree. I think that Martinelli is being protected right now. He doesn't get in the lineup. He doesn't get in the squad from the looks of things right now. Don't worry about Martinelli. His time is going to come. He's young. He's not Saka levels. He's not that good. He's not anywhere near onto Saka's level yet. He's not that consistent performer. He will get time. I'll be shocked if he doesn't play on Thursday. At least some part of the game, I'll be shocked. But yeah, I really, I thought Pepe was great when he came on. Ed says Pepe was great. That pass made the game and it came after a hustling interception. Um, Rodney says, thoughts on Saka? He was lively in the first half. I'm assuming he came off for tactical reasons because I didn't see anything of, I didn't see any kind of reason why he would be injured. So I'm assuming it was a tactical decision. And we've talked about Arteta's substitutions as a as a problem. Let's go on to talk about the man himself because there's someone that, and I get obviously pandered around saying that all I want to do is talk about Arteta, but we're, we're 20 minutes into the show and I've not really brought him up once besides talking about the Bamiang situation. What are your thoughts on Arteta? What are your thoughts on his lineup? What are your thoughts about the fact that once again we're beating another top six side this season? What are your thoughts around it? Because I think as I've preached time and time and time again that we you just need to let this season kind of rumble. You need to let you need to understand that the things that have happened this season, what has happened to Arsenal this season, the injuries, the, the poor decision making, the stupid errors, the silly VAR mistakes that have cost us points, the big things in the games against Wolves and the Villa mistake and not being given penalties and the goal that should have been given against Leicester at home and not having a number 10 for the whole start of the season. All of these things have happened and I always, and people will go, you're just throwing out excuses. And if you're entitled to that opinion, I get it. But that's what I believe. And I believe that we've got potential in this coach and I think we saw a lot of that today and we saw a style today of free-flowing football, of using the wide areas, cutting that ball into the middle, using the striker to come deep and take on the ball, using our centre midfielders to progress the play forwards, our fullbacks being so useful in the game and defensively resolute besides one fluky finish. I don't know what people are looking for when they say they don't see a style because I see it. I see it gradually gaining pace. And when you add three or four more quality players to this team, as we already have started to do based on last summer, things will change. Things are going to get better. Things will get better. They just will. Um, 
Greg says, Arteta clearly outdid that twit Mourinho today. Give the man a gold star. Uh, Ingar says, Win winning against historically big English sides are great, but let's get consistently consistency in games against the lesser sides. Ingars, that's something that we've done in the past. Like Arsenal were a side that were quite comfortable beating the lesser sides. It's something that's much easier to turn around. It's a much bigger challenge to have done what Arteta is doing, where he's getting us to play against these big teams and get results against them. When we add the better players into the team in the summer, these results against the lesser sides, when things start going our way, will happen. But it needs to be appreciated, the work that he's doing against these big teams. It's just the way it is. Um, no, Matt, I'm not going to sing. <laughs> Dave says, Arteta is on the right path. The squad needs to be built in his image. Iron Cub says, two to three years ago, that 1-0 by Spurs, we would have fallen apart. That's one of the things Arteta has definitely improved upon. Ed says Arteta is building something. Benching your captain shows everyone that the train is moving and it's up to you if you want to get on board. Paul Guy says there's something special happening, but we need to be ruthless and cut out our silly mistakes. No Sleep says Mourinho is blaming the refs. Oh, we love it. <laughs> we love Mourinho. Just oh, saltiness. Just so much saltiness. Oh, what a shame. There was nothing wrong with the refs. They didn't make a bad decision. Well, they made a couple. I thought Lamella deserved to be sent off. Silly red card. Slapped Kieran in the face. Arguably a red card offence. And if anything, got lucky because Davison Sanchez should have been sent off for the tackle on Lacazette as well because he didn't go for the ball. He just took out the player. Fact. Yonick Max says, David Luiz, new contract. You know, Yonick, I thought he was excellent today. I thought he was brilliant. But... Football is a game that is played over an entire season and I can't forgive the mistakes, the consistent mistakes in the two years that we've had it. And I can't. I just can't. He was great. And he's going to decline. He's going to continue to decline now because he's in that age and he's in that bracket. So, no. I'm, I'm remaining resolute on this, uh, Yonick. And for me, still, no. I hope he absolutely smashes it from now to the end of the season. But just just, just for me, nope. No, 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 no. Uh, Teng Wang says, uh, when you look at how Arteta celebrated at the end, then you know he's an Arsenal man and an Arsenal man is the right man. Sam Trester says, this is Arteta's first managerial job. This is actually remarkable how well he is doing considering the climate. Great point. Iron Cub says, Kane made a foul right before that Lamella red card that the ref didn't see either. Oh, well, <laughs> is that what they're claiming? So he's saying, oh, we, if you would have found that foul, that never would have happened. Well, that's just hilarious. Um, Tiba Pes says, Arteta playing Alba Roulette and didn't get shot. Very brave call. Uh, Ingar says, Tom, you say that you can't forgive Louise about his mistakes. What about Xhaka and his nearly five years at the club? Ingar, how many times have I said that we need to upgrade on Granite Xhaka? How many times have I said that? Chat box, telling guys, how many times have I said that we need to upgrade on Granite Xhaka? I've said it loads of times, mate. I've said it loads of times. You can try and catch me out all you like, but you're going to fail because you just can't do it. Michael Headley says, I feel like Louise ended up in the wrong position in his career. Man's dribbling and passing in the field. Yeah, he just he just loves it. <laughs> he really, really does. Uh, Aditya says, uh, to have that level of dominance with so many interceptions, it was Arteta's tactics. We had so many clear chances, Flynn quality players, and that was more than five goals matchup. Dev J says, we need a better midfielder than Xhaka if we want to push forward. I wouldn't mind him 
Uh, I wouldn't mind him as a squad player, and Arsenal will give David Luiz another six months because we want to buy in other positions. Um, <laughs> said. Ingars, I don't want to take sides here, but Todd's, no, 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 is right. He has said it many, many times. Forky Pork says, do you think there will ever be a game where Saka isn't completely targeted by opponents everywhere we play, gun him down? Every opponent we play guns him down. Uh, refs need to keep a better eye on someone's going end to his career. Yeah, it's. I don't think you will. I think you see players like Eden Hazard, Jack Grealish, Wilfred Zaha, they're targeted. That's just how it stopped because they are the most influential players. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Zamir says, Tom loves Xhaka as much as Arsenal love giving the fans heart attacks. <laughs> oh, dearie me. Oh, just no one's got my back. <laughs> how, how much have I given to you? You're not giving me anything back. Dearie me. Uh, Colin says, Lamella caused the loss. He wanted to be a Messi and Maldini at the same time. Uh, Dev J, we've talked about that. Let's scroll down. David Keefe says, my blood pressure went mental when Kane hit the post at the end. But the fans should recognise the defensive error from the posts. Yep. I thought Leno <laughs> Leno was absolutely beaten. <laughs> that free kick really, really did outdo him. I don't know what he was looking at at all. Dev J says, I like the balls that Leno had to kick it long today. Let's hope he does more of that. I think that was out of panic more than out of design, to be honest. Um, <laughs> Ronit says, we won the league at White Hart Lane. Uh, Selector says, let's be real. We get lucky with that pen. It was not a pen, but I will take... Are you mad? It was a pen and a red, mate. I don't know what you're watching, Ryan. It was a pen and a red card. Ed says Saka took a big hit to the chest late in the first half. I wonder if it was part of the decision. Ansgar says Todd obviously loves Xhaka and he wants him to be the captain slash mayor <laughs> manager. Oh, dear me. Tom says, Tom, what would be your favourite option about Erdogan? A summer transfer or a season loan with option to buy? Uh, it would be a loan with option to buy because then we can invest in other positions. That is that is what I would say. Um, yeah, 100%. 100%. Uh, Stu says, uh, Granite's Xhaka's legacy at Arsenal is a UCL to Europa League to UEFA Conference, the Swiss Grand Olympia. <laughs> <laughs> oh dearie me if you can't appreciate what a good player is I'm just lost on you lost on you he makes mistakes I get it he makes mistakes but Arsenal declining is not down to him it's not down to him he's one of the few signs we made that did improve on the position that we had in midfield um, Scott says really mate stonewall pen uh, absolute stonewall pen all day long Muzi says Emil Smith-Rowe has 94% pass accuracy he needs to be talked about more we talked about him at the start of the show he was absolutely Fantastic. And I wanted to see him out on the left. And I said it. I said it in the preview show. I wanted to see him on the left. And we got it. Iron Cub says, if we beat West Ham, we're definitely in for a Europa League spot, in my opinion. Uh, Superman 3000 says, I give Xhaka so much credit for this mental resilience. We gun him down as fans, but he has never given up on himself in the team and training. Glenn Cook says, Arteta said Saka was removed due to injury. So it was an injury to Saka. And fingers crossed, it's not too bad of one. Fingers crossed, anyway. Cadoza uh, says, uh, I'm gassed about our future at centre-back. Saliba, Gabriel, Mavroponos, Holding and Marie is a good young group. Uh, I think that's a very good point. David says, uh, that was all about desire. It didn't matter what happened. Arsenal was not going to let us down. Um Zamir says, Partey wasn't great, Tom. What are your thoughts? I thought, I think I agree with some of the comments earlier on in the show that the last 20 minutes 
he looked very tired. He made some errors prior to that, yeah, 100%. But I think it's the kind of the context of his performances is that we expect so much from him that when he puts in like an average display for any other player, you would say that that's uh, it's okay. But for Partey, that kind of performance is, is not up to scratch. And hopefully, hopefully he improves. Adian says, hi, Tom, just got home. I must say the beers went down great tonight. I hope you had a good one, Adian. It was absolutely fantastic. Where we was... Uh, Iron Cub says, I think Arteta will go all out to get Odegaard in the summer. Absolutely loves him. Uh, Mr. Tesh says, Xhaka has redeemed himself despite never apologising after telling the fans to F off. Um, I think he's always kind of said that he apologises uh, with what he does on the pitch. And I also, I get, I get kind of, I understand why he was so angry. I don't agree with what he did. But when you've got people levelling abuse at your wife and your child, Obviously, those emotions are going to come to the fore, and I understand that. Um, Dev says, I feel like Smith Rowe could potentially offer more than Erdogan. He defends better by covering in midfield, and his one-two play is beautiful. Erdogan is good, but he slows down the play. Oh, I think you're harsh, mate. I think you're very harsh. Peter says, Tom, what did you think of Lamella not even getting booked for twice kicking out a Xhaka and Louise? He also, th I thought he put his hands to Xhaka's throat, and that wasn't given either. Uh, Sam says, who was your man of the match? Uh, my man of the match is, is a really good question. I, I am tempted to give it to Erdogan, to be honest. I thought he was really good. Um, he obviously scored the goal. I thought his, his interplay was great. I thought Xhaka was great. I thought Cedric was great. I thought Gabriel and Louise were great. Um, Smil Smith-Rowe was fantastic. Um, it's really hard. I think Erdogan might just... Just take it. Um, but yeah, can you imagine being a person who would moan about Erdogan being signed in January? Can you imagine? Imagine moaning about that signing. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, Chasman says, Arteta in is the answer, I think, in response to your question. Uh, Rohit says, Doherty has Tierney posters on his wall. Uh, Hilmi says, what are your thoughts on Sander Berg? Should we sign him? Uh, no, I don't think we should. I think there are better options out. I don't think he's better than Xhaka, um, honestly. So, no, I wouldn't sign him for that reason. Um, Scott says, only downfall, can't celebrate in the pub. But you can celebrate here, Scott, and you can celebrate with some very good friends. And if you are enjoying the show, please make sure you drop a like on the video, guys. I really, really appreciate it because I am so mentally drained. To give you a kind of an insight into my day, my last 24 hours, three hours sleep last night. Very ironically, food poisoning, which for a North London derby we know is historically um, quite funny. <laughs> we think about the lasagna gate. Yeah, I was up for three hours with food poisoning last night. Didn't think I was going to be in a fit state to uh, to do either of the two shows on Hugh's show and, and on here now. But uh, yeah, everything got out of the system. Use your imagination to think about how we got out of the system, but it did. And uh, yeah, here we are with uh, fantastic stuff to think about. Not drinking though, because I can't. I just can't. I can't stomach that. I'm still still delicate. So we're just we're on the water, um, but we're enjoying it. Uh, Vinny, it was takeaway, unfortunately, and we won't be going back there again, it's fair to say. <laughs> uh, Tim says, Tom, do you think Xhaka won best tackle of the game award? Oh, yeah. That tackle on Doherty was just brilliant. Like, If you want just raw anger and what you want to see in a tackle from the North London derby, that tackle from Xhaka on Doherty was just brilliant. Um, anyway... The podcast tomorrow evening at 8.30. 
Uh, make sure you tune in. As always, our podcasts are the day after the league game at the weekend. And tomorrow's show, I'll be joined by Drew and Johnny and Raf. Uh, Johnny Cocker and Raf and Drew on tomorrow's podcast. Please, please, please drop a like on today's show. And if you're new to the channel, then please drop a subscription. Oh, just so much happiness. So, 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 so happy. So happy because this season has just been so, so awful. It's been really, really awful. And moments like that really do change uh, momentum. They change mentality. They change perspective. And they change what it is about. And is most importantly, it is our most important game of the season. It might not be our last North London derby. We could still play them in the Europa League. Um, that is still to come. And we will see if that does take place. Of course, we've got to get through with our game on Thursday. In terms of upcoming shows, I've already said tomorrow at 8.30pm, I'll be joined by Drew, Johnny and Raf to talk about the North London Derby. On Tuesday, I'll be joined by Clive from the Arsenal Vision podcast at Clive PAFC on Twitter. He'll be with me at 5pm on Tuesday. And on Wednesday, we'll have the preview show ahead of the Olympiacos game, where I'll be joining Hugh, of course, on Thursday for the game, followed by the exact same show as you're watching now, straight after the Olympiacos game on Thursday. So they are all the shows coming up this week. Make sure you check out all of the content that we put out every single day, daily content regarding Arsenal. And, uh, and make sure you give us a follow over on Twitter as well. If you would like to help support the channel, you can join up as a member. You get access to exclusive content and access to our Discord server, which is full of some amazing, amazing people. That's if you're an expert member or a TGT ambassador. I will see you again if we get some flying fish flowing in the chat box. I would appreciate that massively from our absolute genius TGT gang in the chat. It's been a pleasure to speak to you guys as always. And I'll see you again very, very soon. And as always, of the Arsenal. Come on, you guys! It's the 90-plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go. And you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.